It's not just time to get away. It's time to travel with Anita. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. Are you all ready to cruise along the European rivers? There's nothing like river cruising, stopping in small towns and villages all along the way. Many of those destinations you would not think about traveling to. They're just not on our radar. But they are places that will open a new window of enjoyment on a European trip. And I recently had a chance to sail on Emerald Cruises to the south of France. Doesn't that sound lovely, to the south of France? Now, this experience was very relaxing in a casual atmosphere. I had a chance to sit down as we cruised along the Rhone River. And during today's show, I'll share all of my conversations. I talked with the hotel manager, Juwan Jufredir, about how the crew makes our experience so special. And cruise director, Luke Dirk, tells us how to make river cruising a great way to tour all of those ports that we stop in. And activities director, Drajin, knows how to get us involved both on and off the ship. I start the conversations with Lauren Fry, Vice President of Gillis Zeiser, representative of Emerald Cruises and Scenic Luxury Cruises and Tours. Now, she was the first one to sit down with me, and I asked her to start our conversation with how river cruising is different from ocean cruising. So, Lauren, thank you so much for taking some time to sit down with me to talk about, you know, this wonderful experience we're having, because we are doing this right while we're on one of the Emerald Cruises. We can look right out. We're in the south of France, beautiful scenery that we are cruising by, and certainly the ports. But now, I know you have a, a sister cruise line, too. We're going to talk about that. But let's Let's start off by talking about what river cruising is, really versus ocean cruising, because a lot of people may not really know the difference. Yeah, thanks, Anita. River cruising is a really great way to tour and experience Europe, although we do have river cruises in Southeast Asia as well, but a lot of river cruise companies operate in Europe. And it's a great way to explore a region or a country and essentially wake up every day in a different port and explore it. And the whole time you're traveling on a beautiful ship that essentially acts as a floating hotel. You can have your meals on board. You've got a cabin. We're sitting in one right now with a beautiful balcony. And it's a very easy way to see multiple ports without having to drive or worry about a train. So um, it's becoming a very popular way for people to explore Europe. You know, and that's one of the things I like about it, too, because you go to cities and small towns and villages that you probably normally would not think about booking a tour to. So you really get to experience those little known off the beaten path cities and and towns. Yes. Like, uh, for instance, yesterday we were in a tiny town called Vivier, France, and it had never been on my radar before, but I think it was probably unanimous among most of our guests that it was one of our favorite days. We just walked through this beautiful, perfect French town. There was a market outside. (laughs) We shopped for fresh produce. It just... You know, we were the only, I think, probably visitors in town. Mm -hmm. So that was a real treat. 
especially to see that market because I think a lot of times when people picture you know small French towns we think of those in those city markets that are right in the middle of the city like in the city square and that's exactly what we had a chance to do yesterday as well as see some of the old buildings and you know the castles and things like that because those are definitely a draw as well yes absolutely we I shopped for cherries yesterday um, but then the day before we were in Avignon which is a much larger town and so we had the opportunity to do a little more shopping, visit some museums and some cathedrals. And so I I really like that every day is a new adventure. And it really is. I like to think that river cruising really is about the ports. Not that ocean cruising isn't, but really a lot of the focus is on the towns and the villages and the cities where, where where you stop. I would agree. And, you know, I think a lot of river cruise lines and Emerald Cruises does a great job of integrating what you see in the ports on into what you do on board. So today we are in Tournon and we walked through a vineyard this morning and learned about uh, wine production here. And now this afternoon we have a wine expert on board who's doing a wine tasting and education program in the lounge for guests. And, you know, that's another thing, too. You know, you can learn some things, too, on, on these cruises, and you're right here where it's actually being done. It's not like you're bringing someone on from far away, but we're right here in the spot where wine is produced and the vineyards are, we can see them out of our, our balcony window. Yeah, it's great. I love that the the experience continues on board for you. And, you know, each evening there's different French dishes to be had on board so you don't miss that you're not dining in ports, although you could. Yeah. Uh, in Arles and in Avignon, we didn't leave the ports until very late. So you could also get off the ship and, and eat at a restaurant. So there's lots of opportunities. You don't miss anything by being on the ship, I don't think. Not at all, not at all. And I like that you brought that up, that there are those opportunities to go into the towns, and they're so close by. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit, too, because the advantage of them being close by is really great for some people who may have some mobility uh, limitations. But you are so close to town that you can just zip right in, have a coffee, or go in and have a drink at night, something like that. So you can experience the cities at night as well. So, Lauren, now, scenic that is also like a sister cruise line of yours we can have similar experiences but there are some differences yeah they are Uh, they both sail on a lot of the same itineraries through france and through germany austria hungary Uh, scenic has a few signature things they have a butler service for every category of cabin so it's not just the owner's suite that gets Mm. a butler yeah so that's something that people really love about scenic they also have um, a second dining experience on board and river ships are as you know fairly small compared to an ocean ship this ship only has 132 capacity Um, but scenic ships have a second dining experience that every guest will be invited to eat in one night so there's a little bit more um, variety. Both lines are really well known for and guests really love their inclusive pricing structure. I like that too because that really does help you feel as though you are on vacation and you've kind of already taken care of all of that ahead of time so you're not going back and forth from your wallet or pulling out a card or something like that to be swiped. Absolutely. And Scenic's pricing structure, they call it truly all-inclusive because you really cannot spend money on board with the exception of 
if you booked a massage, let's mm-hmm. say, you could spend money on that. But otherwise, everything you eat or drink, any time of day is included. A variety of different tours are included every day. Your gratuities are included. Your transfers mm. to and from the airport. Your port charges. There's no extra charge to use the Wi-Fi. So it's very actually hard to spend money on Scenic. Yeah, and that just makes it so easy. You're not thinking about or worrying about some of those things. Yeah. Hey, listening to all of this brings back memories. I am truly missing the time that I had sailing on Emerald Cruises. It was really a great cruise. Now, I'll stop here and I'll take a break. But when I come back, I am going to move on and talk with some of the other crew members to tell us a little bit about exactly what goes on on board, as well as a little later in the show, I'll talk with some of the crew about some of the things that I did off the ship as well, because there's a lot to do both on and off the ship. We talk a little bit about food, a little bit about tours, and a little bit about some of the ways, too, that you can book and get these cruises to on your list of things to do, maybe later this year or in 2023, because they're already starting to plan cruises for next year. So I'll stop here, take a break, and be back in a minute here on Travel with Anita and Friends. favorite way to cruise, river or ocean? There are some differences, but also similarities. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. I want to continue my conversation with Lauren Fry, Vice President with Gillis Zeiser, representing Emerald Cruises and Scenic Luxury Cruises and Tours. I asked her to tell us about some of their options for ocean sailing, because they do that too, and also more about their river itineraries. Stay tuned to hear what she shares for cruising this fall and into 2023. But now we're talking about river cruising. Are there any ocean itineraries that you have on either of the lines? Actually, yes. Both lines in the past few years have launched ocean ships. Mm. So in 2019, Scenic launched the Scenic Eclipse, which is a discovery yacht. And she's a true... Uh, expedition ship. She's made to go to the polar regions. She does Antarctica and the Arctic as well as the Mediterranean and um, you know some of South America but that ship is truly meant to, to do the hardcore discovery expedition and we're very excited because this spring Emerald Cruises also launched an ocean going yacht that's only a hundred passengers so wow. A nice size for cruising in the Mediterranean. It is called the Emerald Azora, and it's really a warm weather cruising yacht with a marina platform off the back. So when the ship is at anchor, you can swim off the back of the ship. She's got a beautiful pool on deck, an incredible dining room. It's just a really intimate, um, relaxing experience, a beautiful way to explore Europe. 
You know, I'm glad you said relaxing because uh, this is so relaxing. And I think there's something about river cruising, too, you know, kind of going back to that as well, that really makes it very relaxing. And I think you all do a great job of that with both of your lines. Very relaxing. <laughs> and that's what we want. And you mentioned some of the things that, uh, that we can do, like having spa treatments and things like that. So yeah. that adds to the relaxation as well. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what I love about Emerald Cruises and this cruise we're experiencing it is you can make it as relaxing or as active as you want it to. Emerald Cruise is one of their signatures is their active program. So they've got a fleet of bikes on board and just about every day they've had a hike or a mm -hmm. bike ride. We went canoeing the other day. So if you want to go out there and get active every day, you can, or you can be getting spa treatments. You can sit on the top deck while you're cruising with a nice glass of wine and watch the scenery go by. It's really up to you how much you want to do. Uh, and you can change it up on a daily basis. I'm looking forward to this afternoon just sailing and looking out the window, maybe reading my book. Yeah, so relaxing. And so many choices, as you as you mentioned. But let's talk about options, though, in terms of itineraries and, and mm -hmm. destinations. So you mentioned Europe as being uh, sort of the big draw for river cruising yep. uh, just as a thing to do. Europe seems to, to be the spot for that. So let's talk a little bit about some of the itineraries and some of the destinations. Sure, yes. Some of the most popular river cruises in Europe are on the Danube River. And they're, uh, I would say, Maybe the best-selling itinerary for both lines is the Budapest to Nuremberg sailing. And you're mm -hmm. going to go through Hungary, Slovakia, Austria, and Germany on that sailing. So you get four countries in an eight-day sailing, which is a great, um, you know, bang for your buck, I suppose. <laughs> you see a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say maybe, you know, that sailing's a little more fast-paced. Uh, the Rhine River is another really uh, beautiful, in terms of picturesque viewing, that is a favorite. You sail out of Amsterdam down into Basel, Switzerland, and you there's one stretch called the Rhine Gorge where there's, I can't remember, 50 castles maybe yes. <laughs> that you see on the way. And Portugal is another very popular destination for us on the Douro River. Um, that's really, there's a focus on the port wines there and on the beautiful history and the gorgeous, warm Portuguese weather. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm still on this cruise, Lauren, but I'm ready to, like, book several <laughs> of the ones that you just mentioned. <laughs> I'm ready to come back already. Uh, definitely. And you mentioned already that everything is all-inclusive, but do you ever have any special packages where maybe even airfare is included or some other things? Yes. Um, Emerald Cruises and Scenic both um, usually have a special running at any given time of the year. Sometimes they'll do free airfare or severely reduced airfare, you know, maybe two nights now in round trip and so they always have different promotions ongoing so it's great to check with your travel advisor or check on either of their websites to see what the current promotion is for any given cruise. And what is it looking like for cruising? Because I know we've been kind of sitting home for the last two years, ready to get back out here. But this year, things are picking up. But what is 2023 looking like? Because I know a lot of people like to plan a bit ahead. So we are probably already at the point where people are looking at 2023 for, for booking cruises. Absolutely, yeah. We're seeing that 2023 is booking really well right now on the ocean and the river products. I, I think 2022 has been a year of 
figuring out how we're coming back and people are gaining confidence that travel can happen. They see their, you know, maybe they see their friends traveling. So 2023, I think, is going to be um, a much fuller return to European travel. And we're really pleased with how bookings are going for 2023. Well, that's very exciting. I'm glad to hear that. Now, I, I'm ready, as I just mentioned, to book and come back. So I'm sure the folks out there listening are ready, too. So how can we do that? Should we go through our travel agent? Should we book directly with you? How should we go about uh, checking it out? First, going to the website, I say. So why don't you give us the website? Yes, the website is www.emeraldcruises.com. And you can search all of the uh, ocean and river itineraries there. And it's a great way to see what each port of call is. You can even find out what your tours are going to be like that day. So you can kind of make some decisions based on that. And your travel advisor is able to book you and they're able to, um, you know, also help answer any questions that you might have about, you know, maybe you're trying to decide between two different sailings. They'll be able to help Mm. you with that. But Emerald Cruises does take bookings directly, too. You can call into their booking center and all of that information is listed on their website. And what about Scenic, if we are wanting to have that extra service with our butlers? Absolutely, yes. Same goes for Scenic. All of their itineraries are listed online. You can see where the eclipse is going to be going. Mm. If you're feeling adventurous and want to check out the penguins in Antarctica. Yes, yes. (laughs) Sounds wonderful. Yeah, and your your travel advisor can help you with that, too, and they also take bookings directly. And is that just scenic.com? It's scenicusa.com. Scenicusa.com. Well, this has been great chatting with you. I know we're probably going to be heading out from board here and sailing again during the day. I love the sailings during the day because we can see the countryside and really see, you know, because a lot of times I think we wonder, you know, well, how is the countryside, you know, in other countries? You know, do they have farmhouses? Are there, you know, people out fishing? So you get a chance to see really what life is like, you know, in the countryside as well when when you're sailing along. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. I love to watch. I saw some people fishing. It was a family with two little children yesterday sitting by the riverside fishing or people <laughs> camping out along the river. So you really see that what the day-to-day life might be like in these beautiful little French towns. You get a peek. Yeah, you definitely get a peek inside. So thank you so much for having me on board. I really appreciate it. And especially having me on board so I can come back and share it with my listeners and get them inspired to come as well. So thank you so much, Lauren. Absolutely. Thank you, Anita. It's been a pleasure sailing with you. Check out their website, emeraldcruises.com. But stay where you are right now because I'll be back in a few minutes where I'll take you on board with the hotel director for more details to get you cruising. You're on Travel with Anita and Friends. If you were a boat, my darling, a boat, my darling, I'd be the wind at your back. If you were afraid, my darling, afraid, my darling, I'd be the courage you lack. I'm 
back on the road again, and you should be too. It's a great time to book a stay with one of Marriott's properties. There's a long list to choose from and options that will meet your style and your budget. You'll find all the amenities that you like. Quick and easy check-in, convenient locations, comfy beds, waiting for you to relax after a day of touring. You've heard me talk about Allianz Travel Insurance, my travel buddy, taking all of the worry out of my trips so I can have all of the fun. Now Marriott and Allianz Travel Insurance are working together to provide benefits for Marriott's guests to cover things like trip cancellation because of covered illnesses or injuries up to a maximum amount, travel delays and trip interruptions, rebooking flights, and prepaid and non-refundable trip expenses like our sightseeing tours and entertainment. And now it's easier than ever to have Allianz Travel Insurance take all of the worry from your getaway too. One click and you're booked and insured. Do it all at Marriott.com. Do you wonder why River Cruising is a favorite for so many? Have you wondered how do they pull it all together? Who's making sure that everything is planned, prepared, and delivered so seamlessly? Well, welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends, because if you're asking any of these questions, I've got answers for you in this segment. I sat down with hotel manager of the Emerald Liberty, Juwan Jufreder, to tell us first, what is a hotel manager? And on a cruise ship, how are they saying hotels, but we're cruising? And how does he make everything A-OK as we first step on board? Well, uh, being a hotel manager on a, on a cruise ship, it's uh, importantly being with your crew, uh, knowing your crew uh, one by one and what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, and obviously uh, working with the guests, being close to the guests and accompanying the guests at all times uh, to know if there's something going wrong, if something is going right, uh, sorry, something going, going right, and especially with the crew to get that ambient, relaxed ambient so they can pass that relaxed ambient to the guests and the guests can have a good time. Happy crew, happy guests. The crews are in such a super great job. So how many crew do you have on board? Well, right now we are with 44 crew members, 11 different nationalities on board. What else do you do? Well, as uh, I don't know if you know, but when um, the end of the week comes, the guests that g- the, the same day the guests go, uh, uh, our new arrivals come that very next day. So we have a very small window of preparation, disinfection of the ship, uh, cleaning the ship, getting the rooms ready, uh, getting the menus ready, uh, getting the crew ready, uniforms, etc. Uh, before the guests come in. Once the guests come in, it's more about the energy um, that we transmit to the guests so that the guests can start getting that feeling of our family because you're coming into our house and this is our house so we want to transmit right away it's our energy that we transmit to the new guests that come in and they start feeling at ease from the first day. Now you started off though with an overview when we first stepped on telling us a little bit about what we would experience and you know the whole process of getting checked in Mm. so share a little bit of that also with my listeners. Uh, once you come on board, uh, we have an embarkation lunch ready for you where you can eat something and drink and relax after your long day of, uh, of your trip. Then we go down to reception. We take two by two, four by four, so no one stands uh, at reception for a long time. And uh, we do the proce- uh, process of check-in. Um, you go to your cabins. You, uh, you are explained uh, in your cabins what, uh, where is what and how you can get help. Uh, then we have these, uh, this uh, port talk and the welcome briefing where everything is explained uh, from uh, the process of checking in, checking out when you're going out to... Um, 
to your excursions, to your adventures outside the ship. And then when you get back as well to check in. Uh, and then some do's and don'ts. Uh, obviously, we talk about the COVID. Uh, obviously, we talk about sanitizing hands. Uh, and then obviously the menus and the hints where you find the chef's hat with the local specialities. Daily, we have uh, the maitre uh, d'. Or the restaurant and bar manager and uh, the chef uh, giving you the daily recommendation of wine daily recommendation of the of the menu um, and then the whole experience starts rolling but now one of the things people are very curious about as well is what do the cabins and the staterooms look like so share a little bit of that because there's not they're not all the same no no they're not all the same we have grand balcony suites we have uh, owner suites as well uh, we have deluxe balcony suites as well so they're not all the same different sizes um, obviously the owner suite is um, is a lot bigger we have a small lounge we have a, a, a balcony we have a queen, a queen size bed we have a walk-in closet uh, obviously we have a, a, your full bathroom uh, with all your amenities that you need and um, the suites We'll have uh, room service for breakfast uh, uh, along the trip as well. So those are, those are the differences. And I'm loving my balcony room. I mean, that is a panoramic view, just as it is stated. And you can just sit there, you know, and watch as we sail by. Yes, uh, those uh, those panoramic view balconies are fantastic. You can slide down the window very, very easily with a touch of a button. Enjoy the, the, the light breeze of the day and enjoy the fantastic views that we're sailing across the uh, French region. And you know, also too, I mean, each time I leave my room, I come back and um, someone's been in to make sure that it's all tidied up. That's a great experience as well. That's one of the most amazing experiences that when you get out your room, you're going for breakfast. When you come back from breakfast, your room is ready. Uh, you come back from lunch, you relax in the afternoon, you go for dinner. When you come back for dinner, there's a chocolate <laughs> on your chocolate on your um on your bed the bed is tidied up which is a very very bad habit because when you get home and you go shower you leave your towel on the floor you go for breakfast when you come back to the toilet your towel will still be on the floor but <laughs> not here <laughs> not, on, not on the ship not on the ship definitely not on the ship not on the ship at all but now tell us a little bit also too because people are fascinated by just the selling itself because we go through locks and as well as we sell along countryside, I mean, so tell my listeners a little bit just about also to what that experience is like. What I like about the river cruise is that we stop at each uh, town and we stop right in the center of town. You are a short distance away from the center of town, from the main attractions, from the from the main culture of, uh, of town. And then sailing this region, uh, uh, particularly this region, I've sailed other rivers, but particularly this region, there's a lot of wildlife. You see a lot of wildlife, a lot of green, uh, fantastic sceneries, um, and you can experience all that just by looking out your balcony suite window, the bar lounge window, or while you are having breakfast, lunch, and dinner while we're sailing. The demographic for your crews are the baby boomers, you know, the folks that are 50, 55 and older, mm. uh, but also, too, what about limited mobility? Is this a great idea for people who do want to get out, see multiple cities, have this type of experience, and come on board? Yes, uh, I would say it is. We have um, a lot of guests with uh, limited mobility. We have a lift available here um, on all th on all three floors um, of the ship. We have um, uh, the walking chairs available as well uh, to to circulate around in the ship. 
most of the mobility guests stay on the same floor of, of the restaurant so it's easy for them to access for breakfast lunch and, uh, and dinner and on the tours uh, you have um, different groups where you um, one group is faster than the other the guys are specialized with slow walkers uh, with limited mobility so yes it is uh, not only on the ship but outside as well and the guys are so good with that too I mean if someone is lagging behind they can slow up so it really is a comfortable experience anyone who does have limited mobility should not shy away this is a great experience definitely not should not shy away at all <laughs> absolutely not now you did mention food so I have to go there a little bit because that is a big part of not only travel but definitely cruising of course um, we have obviously as you said the three meals but we also have tea time in the afternoon we also have a late night snack uh, in the in the evening at about 10 30 in the evening we serve a late night snack also we have uh, one special chef that comes uh, uh, from the south of France uh, Fabienne Moriale which comes in a, which comes on on board and does a dinner special dinner for for the guests he also explains the menu uh, when they when we do the menu briefing he will he does a, um, the explanation of the menu and uh, it is really fantastic he really cooks very very well otherwise breakfast uh, it's a full-on buffet breakfast with a lot of food a lot of yes. fantastic food and then we make local speciality dishes while we are sailing so depending on which region we will be sailing there will be a local dish of that region where you are able to choose and try products of ours are fresh you'll see chef all the time come out uh, to go buy some vegetables and come back in with, uh, with some fresh vegetables from the local markets well, can we go swimming and also maybe some wellness activities as well? Yes, uh, we have a indoor pool um, which the floor moves so in the morning we push it down and we have a indoor pool which has a small current where you can actually swim against the current and do some exercise where we do some aqua aerobics as well or we can just lazy down the whole day by the pool. <laughs> uh, from about uh, six o'clock the floor comes up and we have uh, two to three nights per cruise we have have a movie theater. So tell us then how we can book. Well, the Emerald, uh, www.emerald.com, triple and double check all our itineraries and then from there you can book online as well. You make selling the European River sound so delightful and I can tell you that Emerald does do that very, very well. Customer service is really more like family service. That's what I like to call it. So get on board and see exactly what Juwan means by saying that everything is all set and ready for you. I'll stop, take a break, and when I come back, we'll talk about tours and entertainment, fun stuff. You're on Travel with Anita and Friends. known for their entertainment and activities, everything from tours and expeditions to customized presentations on board. And yes, there's dancing too. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Did you know that over 27.2 million people go cruising internationally each year? So there is something about being on the water and sailing along the river that 
Must be pretty good. And when we go into the porch, the cruise director has something planned. And Luke Dirk, who is the cruise director on my cruise with Emerald, tells us all about what makes river cruising so unique for accessing those smaller cities and towns and river ports. Because a lot of cities that are worth visiting um, originated along rivers. It was the normal way. It was the place to, to start building a city. So historical cities are usually located right along, along rivers, which means an easy way to access many historical places is via the river. You don't have to go through traffic, mm-hmm. uh, or usually not anyway. Um, and you can just dock right there and walk off and walk into the city like they used to do. And then that uh, that remained uh, intact or that kept their medieval appearance mm-hmm. turn out into unexpected gems that way. That's been one of the joys for me, is just being able to look out and see these historic, iconic cities that really are off the beaten path that most people probably wouldn't think about booking. You know, they're going to go to Paris and they're going to go to the bigger cities and maybe some of the smaller ones, but certainly not, you know, a whole itinerary of, of really nice cities. So let's talk a little bit about Emerald and some of the tours that yeah, so uh, the way these things are set up, and I, most of these have existed for a while and are, are not too uh, too often tweaked anymore. So there's you know there's a few places that are a given that you have to go stop. You cannot go through here and not stop in Avignon, for instance. But some of the smaller ones we are a bit free. Um, one of the ways to do it is to look at you know actual sailing times and uh, how much it takes to get from one place to the next. So where would be where would we be around a certain you know, uh, amount of time of sailing. How can we fit something in there? Is there something worth fitting in there? Can we fit some sailing time in there? Um, can we get there? You know, these things are put together sometimes basically by nature. And, and um, it depends on river to river. Some rivers have an embarrassment of riches where there's a town every 10 minutes where you could easily take three months going <laughs> from one place to the next and stopping everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's worthwhile. Others are a bit more challenging. There's not, you know, there's not as many big um, well-known places. We have to look a little bit how we can make them interesting to have people, you know, to, to entice people into mm-hmm. coming here. Once you've been here, you get it. Right. Yeah, I get. But it's harder to convince somebody who hasn't been here uh, of how interesting it really is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, uh, one thing I should say that most of these towns we're going to being ancient, it is recommended to be able to walk at least, or to be uh, uh, to really enjoy these tours to the fullest. But we do uh, we do uh, cater a little bit for those who need a bit more assistance or who need to go more slowly. So do, we do actually make time for that as well. On this particular tour, we we assign one guide every time to do a slightly slower or more gentle version of the same walking tour, going to the same places. Um, we do still expect people to to be able to get around themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a few people in wheelchairs, for instance. You know, they had a husband or a wife or whoever was able to to push that wheelchair for them. Um, but even those people were able to you know manage a few stairs. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, we do have somebody who you know really doesn't walk, is not really interested in doing the tours or walking around. It's still really enjoyable to just sit here and watch the scenery go by, and oh, it's a it's a it's a good way of traveling. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many windows, you know, throughout the throughout the ship, and it seems like that's pretty typical of the riverboats. And you, you're right. I mean, you can just kind of have your own tour <laughs> as we kind of sail by. Yes, I would say so. Yes, and maybe verify in advance what kind of tour and what kind of uh, excursions you have, because not every cruise is like the specific one. So this is a bit quite an easy one where. 
almost every port we are docking in is also the port that we are visiting. Mm -hmm. uh, you have other cruises where sometimes almost every port or half the ports we do require getting on a coach and driving somewhere else too, for instance. So that uh, it's a little bit different on every, every itinerary. But I mean, I think what you're saying too is that, you know, just checking out the itineraries, you know, because you have all of them on your website. Yeah. People can check out the itineraries, they can see the excursions, so they can make up their mind as to what seems like it would be the most manageable for them. But now, should we be booking these tours? Now, we booked our, our, you know, our cruise, we've decided we we're coming on board. Should we book those ahead of time or can we just do it when we get on the ship? Uh, in most cases, you can still do it when, uh, when you're on the ship. Uh, I guess it doesn't really matter that much for our preparation it's easier for your peace of mind it's easier but it's already settled there are occasionally excursions that fill up yeah. I should say that so there are some of them that have limited uh, like certain concerts for instance where we only have so many seats so if you want to be absolutely sure that you go to the concert in Vienna you've made up your mind during booking you can book it then uh, and then you have that seat because it does occasionally happen that these things fill up one of the great things about river cruising is all of the fun you can have on board and in port too. Activities manager for Emeralds Liberty, Drew Jin, tells us all about the things that they have planned, from biking tours to midnight dancing. We've been cruising along. It's been a great cruise, but there's been so many wonderful activities on board. So that's one of the things about river cruises that great things to do off the ship. But you've had us entertained on the ship every night. So tell us how you go about planning it and just how you select some of the things that we do on board. Well, when it comes to when it comes to the outside entertainment, it's arranged by the office, and then we are kind of try and choose the port in which that outside entertainment fits the best. For example, the first night in Al that we had, we had a traditional Provence-Al folklore show because there is Provence and I think Al suits that kind of a show perfectly. And then as we progress through the week, depending on the evening that we are doing, we put on different kind of uh, game shows and entertainment evening, including the dance evening that we had that was a jukebox jury, which by the way is our little secret to get the people dancing. And then it just turns out into all out party. It really does. That was a lot of fun. I mean, because some people thought they were going to really win a gift, but you did give a bottle of wine the next day. Yes, yes, we did. Uh, you have to use these little tricks because uh, it's always hard to find one that's going to break the ice like the or ice. the gla glass ceiling of <laughs> getting on a dance floor and, you know, just mm -hmm. start twisting and shouting and shaking. So once you give people a motivation to do that because they voted for something, <laughs> it just, you know, takes that edge right off and everybody gets relaxed and they start dancing. And what are some of the other activities that you do on board? Well, part of evening activities, we have a day activities such as those little uh, outing of ours, like like the one that we did today. We had, had about 20 guests discovering Shalon with me. It's just because I like Shalon so much mm -hmm. and I discovered it on my own and I liked it very much. So I said, I should share that with guests and they really loved it and that hike in Riviera that we have had mm -hmm. it's another thing that it's about it's a little bit out of hand for the guides to take them there mm -hmm. but it's not out of hand for me for whoever chooses to join me mm -hmm. and I get to see both of best worlds in a matter of speaking the hike and the, and the town well, from my perspective and what else? We had a couple of sport tournaments like soft tang and crazy golf, you know, to fill in the <laughs> gaps while everybody's on board, while uh, while some of the people are on board, while others are outing uh, and going all, on all the discover more excursions. Mm. 
So there's really something going on all the time. And then, of course, you have great music that's playing here in the bar, in the lounge area. So people can come and just relax and enjoy the music as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I'd say music uh, uh, sets the tone for the evening or the day. Mm. I, 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 music is just a joy forever. <laughs> I can't help myself but to describing it in that way. You should always have something going on. But now tell me, do you change things up? So if someone, say, comes on this particular cruise itinerary this year, but they had such a great time, they come back with their friends, say, in a year and a half later, have the activities changed a bit? Well, uh, if we discover something new as activity managers or cruise directors, and we have another idea that we run on our own, if it's feasible to put it in a daily program, we send it to the office with a short description and if the office likes it, they usually do, mm-hmm. get the feedback just to put it in the, in the daily program. That's, uh, that's how we did the, the first program that we were doing, like the Riviera Hill Hike, or in our we also did a visit to Les Aliscom, the ancient mm-hmm. Roman Acropolis, and discovery work of Chalon. We mm-hmm. just uh, program towards let's say something that we think that the guests would like and us being on the front line I think that the company appreciates the first hand experience from us and feedback from the guests once we pass it up the chain of command we usually get the approval for a program that are really good Wow. I'm sure this has you ready to cruise so visit their website emeraldcruises.com and start planning for this year or into 2023 they're ready to invite you on board right now And while you're at it, go and check out my website, travelwithanita.com, where you'll see some of the photos and also you'll see some of the, you know, things that I did while I was on board. And also check out my Facebook page, Travel with Anita, or my personal Facebook page, Anita Stokes Thomas. You'll find all the pictures right there. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back in two weeks with another destination. Bye-bye.